Welcome to Autism Communication Toolkit. We are your host, Sherry Summers. And I'm Alicia McManaman. And we are two pediatric speech language pathologists. We are here to help you cut through the misinformation to help you shift your thinking about what it truly takes to open the door to communication so that you can take charge and become your child's best communication partner and advocate. Today's episode is sponsored by Step by Step Academy, a six-month parent coaching program designed to help parents unlock their autistic toddler's communication. Schedule a free 20-minute consult with us, and you can email us at Sherry and Alicia at connect-speech.com. That's C-H-E-R-I-E-A-N-D-A-L-I-C-I-A at connect-speech.com. Or you can find us at our website, which is www.connect-speech.com. Let's get started. Welcome back. We are so glad to be here with you again this week. Today, we're excited to jump right in to giving you a review. We're going to review our tools and strategies that we teach in here and that we coach on in depth in our coaching program. Yeah, so we realize that we often refer to our tools often within our podcasts, and we've had some questions about where to find a list. So um, we do go into the tools of the um, bringing the fun part of our approach in depth in our songs episodes. If you want to listen to that also, it's a good place to find that information. But today we're going to go over them so that you have them all in one place. Um, So the tools that we are always referring to are the tools that you will use to ignite your child's social driver, which is their desire to interact with you. Yeah, igniting your child's social driver is the first pillar of our approach, and it's the key to tuning your child in little by little to help them learn that a back and forth interaction can be enjoyable, right? Because as you know instinctively, and you have learned from us, without your child tuning in, there is very little progress that you can make with communication. That's why so many other approaches that skip over this piece don't work, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you can model words all day long, but when your child doesn't yet understand the process and the value of tuning into your words, your efforts here just don't lead to natural communication progress. This is why all of your efforts need to be in meeting your child exactly where they are and instilling in them a joy of a back and forth interaction. And so first we need to teach them that an, that an interaction feels good. Yes, <laughs> heard that from us before. <laughs> they are not intentionally not tuning into you. They don't yet understand, right? The value, the purpose, the power, and the joy of their own communication and the role they play in the communication process. So this is the work. This is truly where you know, lasting and meaningful progress happens in a way that it hasn't before with other approaches that you may have been using. Yes, and it feels so good too, right? Yeah, it yeah. feels so good for our families. So you create your child's desire to communicate by using your tools to tune yep. them in one brief moment within an interaction at a time. So this means bringing all of the fun. This means stepping out of your comfort zone and practicing the tools as you discover what your child enjoys and tunes into no matter how briefly it happens. So here is a refresher of the tools for igniting your child's social driver and bringing all the fun. So let's talk voice. 
Um, so Sherry, there is so much you can do with your voice, right? Yeah, voice. We love watching this and coaching because once our family, uh, families jump into our approach, they do such an incredible job with playing with their voices, right? So we get to see them in video um, coaching that they send. We get to see how much that their child enjoys it and responds to it as they practice. Yeah, so yesterday I was watching a coaching video for one of our families and I just laughed all the way through it and my mouth hurt at the end. <laughs> from smiling because, and we're doing that because we're just watching this mom or dad use their tools and it's just so amazing. Like we want to be there in the interaction. So what can you do with your voice? Um, you can use volume. That's really the first step here. So you can use a louder voice or you can go into a whisper. Yeah, right. Often surprising them with a whisper, right? Tunes yeah. them in and so um, will lead to, or you can do an, a loud, unexpected, fun voice. Two of those are ones that will really tune them in. So, of course, um, it's really important to remember that is it is all about your child right. and what tools they respond to and like best. So, you know, this is why we always say you as the parent are the best person to do this work. Yeah, you may already know that your child doesn't like loud, so you don't use it, right? Or you try to see if they can like it in little pieces, bringing it in a fun way. So besides volume, there are many other yeah. fun ways to tune them in with your voice. And you can do a high-pitched voice or a low voice or a really silly voice. Um, or you can stretch out a sound or a word with your voice. So many things. Yes. And don't forget loud and unexpected sounds that can either be in context with a song or game or can be out of context just to add effect and tune them in. Okay, Alicia, <laughs> do some of your sounds you like. Yeah, to you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> so I change them up all the time, but like, you know, I'll do like or stuff like that. So I just change it up all the time. So you get the idea. It's just some fun sounds that they don't expect that very often will tune them in. Yeah. I mean, they are super fun and it really helps with tuning them in to see what may happen next. I have a little guy. If I do like a buzzing bee sound, he'll always mm -hmm. turn to look. That's a good one. So you have to kind of like experiment and see what they tune into. Um, and I'm sure that you have if you, that you have noticed if you're using our tools at all, very rarely will your child respond to you just using a regular voice. Yes. That's often yes. the case. And there's a reason for this. They have heard your voice many times before and they don't yet understand the value and purpose of the communication process, right? So to meet them where they are, you tune them in by varying up what they, sorry for my phone, what they're used to in order to see what appeals to them even briefly. So you tune them in. Yeah. So it's all about teaching them that when they tune in, something fun happens, right? So something worth it. Um, and this is meeting them exactly where they are today to create what you want to see in the future, uh, which is a child who tunes into you consistently, no matter what voice you use. Right. And this is how you get there. Okay, so you will practice and use your voice strategically, playing with different things to see what your child likes. All right, let's move on to pace. Love pace. Yes, this is so fun too. Um, I'm wondering if we're going to say that about every single tool. I know. We okay. Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pace can almost be magical when tuning your child in, and the more you practice with it and read their responses, you know, the more you can use it strategically to create more and more tuning in within your interactions. Yeah. So by pace, we mean to speed it up or slow it down. 
This is especially useful when you are working with songs, but can, we also see our families use it all the time within social games. Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. And what we see almost universally is that if you are doing a song in a regular way and then you speed it up, yeah. um, your child will respond no matter how briefly, right? Yeah, fast pace seems to be the one that works for almost every child. But some like slow too, and when you use, and we often see like if you use slow with a low voice, they can tune them in too. Right, and we also see children tuning in when you vary it from one to the other. Yes. So from fast to slow or slow to fast. Yes. So that's really effective also. Yes, for sure. Um, so as we said, you're going to use this strategically with all of the other tools. You're going to vary it up and bring in the pieces that your child likes most um, when you want to you know, tune them in, tune them back into you and, and what you are doing. So, all right, let's talk about big movements. Okay. Yes, big movements. A key, another key to bring in the fun and tuning your child in, right? Yeah, you won't be sitting much with our approach. Yeah. Um, that's for sure, at least not in the beginning. Um, and one way to use big movements is to exaggerate movements that are already within a song or social game that you are doing. Right. You can make them bigger with extra movement, like when you're doing the windows on the bus go up and down, you can exaggerate that. People on the bus go bounce, bounce, bounce. Or it can be an animal movement that goes with the song, Old McDonald's. You can be creative. Yeah. So you're going to think big arm movements. So like with the animals, you can, if you're talking about a bird, you're going to have your yeah. arms out and fly like a bird around the room, those kinds of things. Um, so you're going to just think about your arms, your whole body, um, and you're going to move a lot in the room. And this is really um, effective because a lot of our little ones that we work with, they are moving. Yes, they Constantly are. moving. They are, and we'll talk about that a little more in a second. Another big movement that works great is you moving closer to them and leaning in and then leaning back out. That works a lot of times to tune them in. Um, within a song or game like Peekaboo or Chase, just moving in towards them and then popping back out. Yeah, and you know, don't forget to try silly or unexpected actions, yeah. maybe jumping, those kinds of things. Um, and these are often your biggest crack in the door to back and forth interaction. And we cannot tell you how many families we have seen, especially dads, you know, tune their children in with an unexpected action like a sneeze or a fall yeah. or something else that's really silly. Yes. So if something unexpected happens when you're doing a song or a social game or even another opportunity within your day or night and your child giggles or tunes in, pay attention to that because very often you can grab that opportunity to bring more and make it an interactive experience together. Um, this is what we've seen families learn to create. It's really all about creating that back and forth by tuning them in little by little. And as you work, you'll realize all the opportunities for that. So don't we don't want you to forget the exaggerated facial expressions yeah. full of energy and fun. And this is how I've developed all of my wrinkles <laughs> over the years. And I'm super happy about it um, because really that's actually part of the work that we've done all this time. So um, as we've mentioned, you're going to be moving a lot and you will expect that your child is moving a lot. Um, and so this is why positioning positioning is another important tool that you're going to use to bring the fun. Yeah, you want to think about positioning as you're being strategic um, and try to be in their line of sight. This is not always possible um, because very often they are not tuning in too much and they're moving, so it could be more difficult, but you just use your tools 
Um, in that case, you're going to use your tools and just see what they do. If they move a little closer, practice and play with that. Yeah, wherever they go, you want to remember that they will tune in best to what is closest at first. So you want to stay in the vicinity, but you also don't want to crowd them. Right, right. Um, so it's both. just kind of a good, yeah, you have to figure out the balance there. Um, so you will just, you know, play with it about how you're going to move in and then give them space. So you're going to be reading that from your child. So consider positions where you are as face-to-face -face as possible also as you go into an interaction. So um, when you, some positions for face-to-face -face would be standing on a chair or a bed, they are standing on a chair or bed, you're standing facing them for a song or game. Or another great position is if your child is sitting on the couch or even their little ones that are standing, um, you can sit below on the floor and this leads them to more easily tune in to what you're communicating. Yeah, but, you know, just remember that most often, especially in the beginning, you're going to be up and around and learning how your movements tune yes, them in for that's sure. Right, that's right. Um, so let's talk about tools to build anticipation. Yes, we cannot forget the anticipatory breath. <gasps> this is such a go-to for so many of our families because it often gets some kind of tuning in. I mean, we love this one. Yeah, and you can <laughs> use it anytime. So... Um, if you are within a song or you're about to start another verse, you can use that big breath, right? So, for example, in the wheels on the bus, if you're at the end of the verse, you're going to do all through the town, <gasps> the wheels on the bus, right? You're going to use that breath to tune them into the next part coming. Yeah, and you can also use it um, if you, within any other activity with your child to tune them in, like with, you can use it within a social game, you'll be able to use that breath as you're moving from step to step within routines. There's lots of possibilities with that breath. So yeah. keep that in mind. And I think often it's really an easy one for it kids is. to do because they're almost always naturally doing it. feels that. natural. Yeah. 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 So just remember that when you use these tools and they tune in, you've got to respond quickly with something fun. So don't just use the breath all of the time to see if they will tune in. Right. Make sure that tuning in each time is worth it for them too. This is something you want to think about. You always want to, families sometimes get excited because a child tunes in and right. And we want to make sure that you are not just doing it to get to see if they'll respond, that you're actually bringing some fun when they tune in, right? So you have something fun you are doing, like the fun of a song or a social game, or you're showing them a favorite snack or something they will enjoy, right? Right. So, you know, another tool to build anticipation is to stretch out a word like, and the wheels on the bus go round and round, right? So you use that I use that one personally yes. a ton. Yeah, I like that one. Too. <laughs> or um, I'm gonna get you, <laughs> right? So building anticipation is so key to tuning them in. Just be sure that as soon as they tune into you in any way, you bring that fun that they are anticipating, whether like Sherry was saying, it's a tickle, more of the song, more of fun sounds, a fast pace, really whatever it is. Yeah, these tools also are meant to use in alignment with our reading and responding as all part of the process. So make sure that you are familiar with the reading and responding pillar of our approach. If you aren't listen, if you haven't listened to it yet, or you need to re-listen to it, um, listen to that podcast on how we recommend you read and respond. Right, because you know bringing the fun is definitely not all there is to it. It's your response when they tune in that teaches them that what they did 
got them more fun. Yeah, bringing the fun tunes them in and is critical, but equally as critical is reading all that communication they're giving and responding quickly. So how do you respond? So you're gonna do more of whatever tuned them in. So this is how you build your toolbox that will lead to natural and internally motivated communication. Yes. So those are the tools and let's review what we've talked about. So these are the tools to ignite your child's social driver, help them tune in and realize that it can be fun to interact with you. Um, so the first one, first and most important, even though we love them all, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> is you must bring the fun and the energy. You really must. If you are not enjoying it, they really know it. Um, Alicia and I talk about that all the time. The second one was volume. We talked about that. The third one was how you use your voice in all different ways. The fourth one is pace. And the fifth one, big and exaggerated movements. Okay, we have more. So six, <laughs> unexpected noises. Um, seven, unexpected actions. Eight are the anticipatory tools we just talked about. So using that breath and stretching out a sound or a word. Um, using silly or exaggerated facial expressions is number nine. And then number 10 is positioning. Yes. So the more consistently you practice with your tools and read all of your child's communication about it, the more you will have your you know, go-to tools yeah. that you can bring out when your child is not tuning in, um, like that anticipatory breath. Yeah. Like we said, that's a go-to <laughs> for many. Yeah. But also remember that like all children, what they like one day, right? Yeah. They may not like the next. They are fickle this way, so expect it. Absolutely. We probably can't say that enough. We cannot. Yeah. Um, and so this is why you work so consistently on your tools. So you can vary it up, you can adapt and problem solve when needed. Um, and just remember that there is absolutely not a, quote, right way to do this. The process is completely individualized to how you, you use your tools and to what your child learns to enjoy just little by little as you bring the fun. Yeah, it's really all about the tools you use and what tunes your child in, and then you doing more of it. This is the way of it. If you have not yet listened to our podcast episodes, Embracing Discomfort, or if you're not enjoying it, they aren't either, or how and why we use songs, we encourage you to check those out. Yes, for sure. So if you have questions on this topic or on any of our episodes, just please do not hesitate to reach out to us um, by email, or you can DM us on Instagram or Facebook. Our information is going to be in the description of this podcast, and we'd really love to answer any questions and share what we can to help. Yes. And if you are interested in finding out more about our coaching program, email us to schedule a free consultation with us by Zoom. And as always, remember that true progress comes from the connection and communication opportunities that you create one tiny interaction at a time. And there is no one better than you to do it. If you liked this podcast episode, make sure to subscribe, like, and follow. Too few families have this information, and it's important for them to hear it as early as possible. And to help us spread the word, please leave us a review and share on Instagram and tag us at our handle at ConnectSpeech when you do. Or check us out on our website at www.connect-speech.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.